and welcome back to episode four, part two of your own podcast. <clears throat> um, we'll still be talking about young carers with Kate and Jordan. And um, yeah, just, just a quick thank you for rejoining us. Yeah, no, no worries. So I would like to say, um, so I'm just going to start if that's okay with you, um, with you both. Oh, I suppose I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it, bud. So there's about 800,000 young carers in the UK. I did not know that. <clears throat> um, but I, did, I have read that one in four young carers in the UK today feel lonely, which is not oh, great. What's a showing? I want to give them all a hug. Yeah. Um, young carers can feel so, socially isolated and struggle to develop the skills to socialise. Yeah, sort of like in line with the one in four young carers. Yeah. <laughs> a bit. Um, over forty-five percent of them have uh, reported like uh, some sort of mental health problem, which is also not great. Mm-hmm. And 27% of young carers aged 11 to 15 miss or have difficulties at school due to their caring responsibility, which I think is understandable because of the pressure they have looking after their loved ones. Do you, any of these like stats, like do any of them relate to either of you? Um, Katie, do you uh, feel like that? Yeah, it can be very isolating and it's very, very difficult to make friends. But the one thing I have learned is if you find the right people, you, you struggle a lot less. But it is it's very isolating, not having much time for yourself. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that. <clears throat> what about you, Jordan? Do you, can you relate to any of these stats? That, uh... Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it is, you know, ha- having that, like, being indoors and uh, you know especially during you know the past couple of years and stuff being indoors for that time the people you care about even if even they know they're your family and stuff like that and you care about them but not being able to obviously have that kind of communication and that kind of socialization uh, it can be quite uh, obviously quite uh, daunting and uh, yeah I, I, I do agree with feeling very lonely and depressed and, and such like that but yeah so it's, it's always kind of good to kind of make sure you kind of keep those kind of connections alive you know um, yeah. the, the the people that I've you know met at my care groups and stuff like that I always try to keep in touch with them outside of the groups as well yeah like, yeah keep that well-being going and stuff like that yeah well <clears throat> I'm sorry that uh it does feel like that from time to time but yeah. <clears throat> unfortunately not everyone has that opportunity to obviously get the help that they need um, yeah but people are trying to change that and uh, we're just trying our best to obviously help them out also mm. um well on that on that note um we might as well get back into got got a few more questions for you Okay. Um, and uh, on that note, um, how does it impact your social life, like being a carer in general? Um, for me, uh, it's because it, it can really kind of impact uh, at so like a lot of social activities. Because for for me personally, I've 
like I, I've had times where I've not been able to go out with friends or kind of not be able to uh, have that kind of uh, attempt to obviously have a social life at times um, because I'm indoors and I'm, I'm obviously in my uh, caring role, mm. um, which obviously makes me feel a bit cut off at times. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, with those kind of, you know, those group sessions I've had with uh, GYGYC and all that, um, obviously really kind of helped me open up a lot to uh, to people um, and meet new people and kind of understand their struggles and kind of obviously connect with a lot of people. Um, yeah. yeah, like I, I, I don't, I never, I've, I've always had a bit of a challenge making friends. And this uh, obviously does hinder it a bit, but you know, yeah, it, it, yeah. So yeah, it's it's quite difficult, but we just try and work with what we got, really. Yeah, so, yeah, and make the best exactly. of the best of your situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, so same same question goes for you, Katie. Um, how is it? How is it all uh, like impacted on your social life? So, I mean, I'm quite fortunate uh, that I, I had a long-term best friend that I met when I was a child, when I went when I, met when I was three, who I still have today, um, awesome. who has her own sort of disabilities. So I guess I kind of care for her too, in a sense, but she gets me. And I also have a, a friend whose mum is a carer, so she understands, understands a different aspect to it. Mm. Um, and I think that I've been quite fortunate, but a lot of the times it can be really difficult to socialize with others and and feel connected to people in a way that most people do I struggle with that because I don't have anything in common with them I can definitely understand that to be a struggle so uh, um next question is do you guys have time to yourself or is there any respite you go to or anything so you can just have a break well I do have I do have time to myself but it's mostly spent on trying to figure out ways to make it easier when I'm with my mum. So, for example, I'll be looking on Amazon for things that I know she needs, trying to sort out things so that it's easier. But when I do get proper time away, I usually spend it with my friends, but that can be hours. So it's not it's not very long, but it's it's what keeps me going, knowing that I can take a step back and just be with friends and know that everything won't crumble around me if I walk away for a few hours. Same for you, Jordan. For me, uh, I've obviously got, obviously, yeah, I do have time to myself. It's mostly in the evenings because I join the day. It's uh, quite uh, difficult to, um, you know, have that kind of social life um, as well and I have that time to myself. Um, due to the care and role and stuff like that, and and why the uh, group sessions did work quite well. Um, so I had that time to myself. Yeah. Thank you for that. With that, Jordan, how do you uh, take care of your own mental health while whilst like having to care for others and their, their well-being? Um, for me, uh, I, I I use the uh, well-being service. Uh, provided by uh, and the NHS and stuff like that. Um, okay. uh, yeah, so I obviously got uh, their therapy there. So I have my, 
my grandparents just came in uh, uh, for a moment there. So, um, but yeah, like so, I, I've been using the wellbeing service, um, and they provide like uh, online uh, meetings. So, like they'll have Zoom calls and webinars, and they all provide that kind of service to obviously help out with the mental health, uh, wellbeing, and like yeah, wellbeing and stuff like that. Um, but for me, I, I always try and talk to friends and just kind of try and be open um, to other people about my situation. That tends to help quite a lot. Um, you know, I'll just talk to anyone who will listen, really. So Yeah. Oh, well, we're, we're all listening for you, bud. <clears throat> yeah, and yeah, thank, uh, thank you for sharing that, Jordan. Right. Uh, <clears throat> it's, um, it's great that you can like be so open and honest about it. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. The same question goes to you, Katie. How do you how do you take care of your own mental health whilst you are caring for other people? Um, I have a few things that I do. Um, I have to remember to stay calm because it's it can be difficult, and having to keep your emotions in check is it can be difficult too. So I have to remember to stay calm and take a step back when things get too much which can be difficult for me to do sometimes. Mm. But to staying calm and taking a step back when things get overwhelming, that's how I keep my uh, mental health good, in a sense. Yeah, that's, that's an awesome, awesome idea. Is there um, <clears throat> any strategies you use for staying calm? Um, I've always been into music, so I'll put on some music and I'll... I'll sit and I'll listen to it and I will focus on the music that's playing to help me calm myself down. Yeah. Um, I uh, So whatever music is out right now, I'll just put on a, a random playlist and I'll just listen to it and it pulls my focus and attention from whatever I was, I was having trouble with. And I just, I calm down and I have to look at it from a different perspective so that I don't get overwhelmed again. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely relate to that. That's a, yeah, that's a very sorry, good... I just uh, I, I add something there. Yeah, yeah like, um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with Katie on the music because for me, music is you know really good, uh, especially when I'm having like an off day and stuff like that. I'll just I'll put on something you know I'll enjoy and stuff and just kind of calm myself down with the music and stuff. So it's always it's always good to like listen to music and uh, just have that kind of focus. And, and such yeah 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 like i said i can definitely that's that's definitely something that i can relate to i uh i music definitely calms me down also amps me up <laughs> yeah <laughs> well thank you thank you both for sharing about that and what support systems are there in place for you guys uh so my support system is i have uh friends who I can go to when I need help who know me sometimes better than I know myself um, and they know when things get too much and they'll pull me out of a situation so they are my support system and they they keep me from sort of going down a bad spiral and they they just they know me so well that when I'm having trouble they see it and they step in before. I know to step myself out.
that's nice to know yeah, your friends are there to support you, Katie, if you need them. That's really nice of them. Yeah. And there are other support systems uh, available with Norfolk Young Carers and other organisations surrounding that that I have used in the past when I was younger. And Jordan, what are, what are, um, support systems are there in place for you, mate? I just have that kind of um, friends, you know, those, those kind of friends that understand you and the ones that kind of um, understand the situation, know, know you better than, they, than you know yourself. Yeah, like for me, it's also worth having that kind of that one-to-one. Uh, that was pretty helpful for me. Um, just like having Norfolk Family Carers provide that one-to-one support or even just kind of having uh, the mentor um, when, you know, you were in place, had the, the mentoring service and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just having that kind of person who's willing to kind of meet with you, have a coffee, sit down, uh, just kind of go through any kind of issues or, or problems that you're having, you know, whether it be your caring situation if you're having problems at college school or work you know like and just kind of having that person to kind of chat to and listen even if they don't understand what you're actually going for just kind of letting it all out and having someone to actually just listen to actually just you know wanting to you know just listen to you is just um good enough for me um but yeah so because it's always kind of good to have someone on that side of things, I probably would know where to go for other support as well. Um, but yeah, just having that one-to-one uh, kind of mentor, social worker kind of person to kind of just sit down and uh, have a coffee and just have a chat. Well, thank you for for those answers. It's, um, it's definitely like super handy to know what support systems that everyone has. So what skills do you feel like you've built up as a young carer? Patience. 100% patience and the ability to stay calm and focused through really difficult situations. Um, I have the ability to, uh, I feel like I, I tend to control situations when it's difficult and that that's a very strong quality I think I've got because even though most people are sitting there freaking out, I know how to stay calm and collected and focused in uh, difficult times. And I think I've also learned how to be fully aware of my surroundings, knowing just with one glass where glanced where everything is and knowing what the safety issues can be and how I can get around without going anywhere near anything that could be dangerous or harmful. And for you, Jordan, um... What skills do you feel you've built as a young carer also? Um, I don't know about patience. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, patience to kind of cope with very stressful situations and kind of having that. The independent, for me, because I used to live with my mum and my brothers and my stepdad growing up, um, and when like, everything was just all kind of easy, you know, like having that normal childhood, like people do stuff for you. Um, but being thrown into a young carer role uh, later on, it kind of thrown you into your independence uh, quite a bit. And like you have to learn how to do stuff yourself. Uh, you know, you have to learn how to cook dinners and do your washing and, you know, and 
you know, you keep everything nice and clean. Um, but it's also kind of allowed me to use my skills as a young girl to kind of get into work as well, because, um, you know, I've, I've worked for the NHS before, you know, I've been healthcare assistant and stuff like that. So I've worked at hospitals and, you know, look after uh, people with uh, dementia and Alzheimer's. So it's that kind of interpersonal skills I've used to transfer over into my work uh, as well. So it's, you know, kind of using those same kind of skills. And you can also take, um, I, I also took some of those skills I used in my work to into, um, into my care role as well. So it's that kind of, you know, for, for me, it's been a bit of, a bit of both. Sort of going on um, from that, like the skills, how does it impact your life being a young carer? Guys, ups and downs, I, 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 would, I would feel. I, obviously, as I said, I've used them in employment, so that's a bit of a benefit. People were looking at me and like, have you done this before? And I'm like, yeah, I've, I've, I've helped my nan like, with their mobility issues. I, you know, I, I know how to do you know, certain things. So it can, it can um, prepare you for those kind of things. But it's like, as I said, about the independence, uh, it, it can impact you for, you know, afterwards, you know, or like when you when you do find your own place and, and such like that, you've already kind of developed those skills to, you know, live on your own and, and such. But it can be quite negative because once you kind of, I feel like once you kind of stop caring for someone, you just don't know what to do next. So it's that kind of you feel empty kind of. I I I I feel like that's probably what's going to happen. So it's got its ups and downs. Katie, what about what about you? How does it impact your life? Well, you kind of feel when you're away from what you're used to, you definitely feel lost. Referring back to what Jordan said. Um, it kind of becomes your identity and it's it's who you are it's it's impossible to get away from who you are even if you're away from whoever you're caring from you still feel like you you should be there you you still want to be there you're it's like fighting your own nature in a sense and it it confuses confusing being separated from the person you care for and it makes it very difficult to to be around other people to feel like you fit in anywhere else because the only place you feel you fit in is by the side of the person you're that you're caring for um and it can be confusing it also i feel very like i've gained a lot and i've grown a lot and it can just be very confusing sometimes mm, well thanks a bunch for the uh for the uh, the honesty with that, so it seems a little a little rough. I'm glad that you could share. So, just sort of like wrapping up with the questions, what else would you like to share with people about young carers? I would say that making sure that they have time for themselves in and trying to not get so lost in everything that's going on, making sure that they have time separated from the person they're caring for so that they don't get so embedded in their in their role as a young carer that they lose themselves okay 
That's a good one for sure. What about you, Jordan? Is there anything you'd like to share about uh, that with people about young carers? Probably just uh, kind of advance off of what um, Katie was saying, which is, you know, give them the kind of space and uh, the time that they need away from their caring role on the other occasion. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, don't have them away for too long because obviously, you know, it can cause um, quite quite a bit of panic I've noticed um, but yeah just I, I feel like just make sure they've kind of got someone to talk to and make sure they kind of can feel like they can open up about it because you know I've, I've, I've watched like a video uh, you know where a teacher was like reprimanding a student because he was late but he was he was a young carer and once he kind of opened up then it's they, she kind of understood and, you know, he, like they were able to kind of come to a compromise and say, you know, do you need any help with work? Do you need any help with social life? Anything like that. Once my tutor found out I was a young carer, she was able to kind of give me a bit of lean way on deadlines, on assignments and stuff like that. So it's just mm-hmm. like, I think it's just raising that awareness and making sure people have um, um, just not too harsh and strict on young carers because it can add on to that pressure. Yeah, yeah, excellent, um, so, excellent point. So yeah, just make sure that people understand, people have someone to talk to, and just kind of have that kind of openness about it. Yeah, so make them feel isolated and you know torn away from the rest of uh, society. That's what I feel. Yeah. yeah, that's a really, really good point. Um, well, thank you both for uh, for sharing on that. It's, um, no it's, it's going to be super helpful. And now Jordan is going to tell us more about that some places that young carers can find support. So Jordan, if um, as we've obviously mentioned throughout, uh, there are uh, quite a few support places of support that people can go to. Uh, some obviously uh, we say quite a bit about us and due to personal experience. Um, but yeah, carers, uh, Matt Northbrook is great for people. Uh, they, they mainly help people. Uh, they mainly help adult carers. Uh, I find, but they can also help young adult carers developing into adult carers, uh, so they can obviously help with, uh, you know, social so, so social groups and and uh, finance and stuff like that. Uh, Norfolk Family Carers are great with young carers. Uh, they provide one-to-one, well, they did provide a one-to-one service, I'm not sure if they did that anymore. Um, yeah, they can also help uh, young carers with the same, same uh, problems and situations. Graham from Gorson Young Carers. They're great, obviously, from people, I think, age 5 to 25, looking for that kind of rest, uh, that kind of break. You know, they, they, they've got groups um, every two weeks uh, that I've noticed. Um, and they just kind of had that time. They just provide that kind of support and, you know, social groups for, uh, for young carers. Uh, Talk to GP. Um, if you obviously don't know where else to go, talk to your GP. They can help you out with your well-being. Uh, they can also help you find other uh, organisations uh, to obviously help uh, for young carers and be better to ask than someone who, who knows you. Talk to schools, college, if you're obviously working, uh, you know, if you're at school or college. Talk to your teachers, talk to anyone that's kind of uh, kind of got their ears to the ground about these kind of organisations. You know, for me, my aunt worked at the college and she knew the right people to kind of get me into, right, you know, into 
GYGYC. So, you know, just try and just be open if you can to your teachers, because you never know. Uh, parents can claim benefits in the age of five, um, and then obviously sixteen and over, as you mentioned, uh, care allowance and stuff. Um, you know, talk to Dial, talk to Map, talk to those kind of organisations uh, about any sort of uh, benefits that you can claim. You know, talk to DWP and something like that, and they should uh, be able to find uh, the right kind of benefits and help uh, with finance that you'll probably need. And yeah, uh, over sixteen uh, can claim care allowance uh, directly. Look on the government website, make a claim. You know, put in all your information. I've made a claim. Um, I'm just waiting to hear back. That will usually take up six weeks, maybe longer. And uh, you know, and then they'll, obviously they'll start depositing the money in your account. Obviously, don't worry. There will be back pay for up to three months if they do take longer. So don't worry about all that. So um, obviously, if you're listening to this and you know someone who struggles to get online, please share. You know these resources for them, and obviously. Um, you know, if, if obviously you've got your own experiences, then uh, be sure to kind of share them with other people. Yeah. Well, thanks for that, Jordan. That was awesome, bud. And for our next section, we have uh, some tips and tricks. And uh, today, Katie is going to tell us her top three tips for looking after your well-being whilst being a young carer. So my top three tips are find a way to stay calm and collected. I take time out, I listen to music and on really overwhelming times I will focus on the words, learning them, learning the song because doing something to take my mind off of stressful situations can help to focus me and calm me back down and also remember to breathe steady and focus on doing something other than what is causing stress. I also find a way to remove myself from the situation when I need to. Uh, Taking a step back and walking away may seem like the completely wrong thing to do, but taking a step back before things get too overwhelming can keep a relationship with the person you care for strong. It can also prevent you from getting to a point where you need more serious intervention than just a friend or a loved one talking to you and and making sure that you're okay you know learning how to control you know when to walk away can be a big thing um because learning to walk away is also difficult but it's a great tool and a strength and identifying your safe place finding somewhere where you can go when you do walk away having somewhere that is specifically yours no one else's somewhere that you can take yourself where you know you can take the time to get yourself back together somewhere where you can feel safe and not alone or trapped or whatever emotion you may be feeling that made you step away finding something that can help pull you back together or someone just having a place that feels like it's just you and that knowing you can go there when you need to walk away finding 
strength in that place and having things or people surrounding you that make you feel safe so that you know you're not alone when you have really difficult times and they are my three tips yeah awesome tips as they are thank you very much katie and thank all of you for listening i hope this was uh in any way helpful to anyone um if you'd like to know more about anything we have mentioned in today's episodes please find all the links below in the description box down below and you can get in touch with to to suggest what we discuss next um share your own experiences um yeah you can find out how in the uh, description box and um we're still planning the next episode which will be in the new year and thank you yeah, thank you for your time <laughs> thank you. thanks yeah, katie uh, thanks jordan <laughs> thank you guys uh, obviously i've been uh, having me i've been kind of hoping for this episode for quite a while so yeah it's, it's great to be here so thank you very much thank you for having me on it's been good to to talk about it and i hope it raises awareness for people who need it agreed yeah and, yeah, and uh, thanks to everyone for listening au revoir, au revoir. Ciao. bye your own podcast is planned and recorded by gary albone Bo Richardson and Jordan Pickering with special thanks to this episode's guest Katie Manthorpe. Your Own Podcast is created with the support of Your Own Place CIC. For resources to support with the cost of living please go to www.yourownplace.org.uk forward slash cost of living support. Thank you for listening to Your Own Podcast. Please share it to raise awareness of young carers.